I mean, remember that Cruel Intentions movie? That was I, forever ago. People don't even talk about it anymore. <laughs> it's so weird that they don't talk about that 20-year-old movie anymore. Oh my god, I'm so Welcome to another episode of Geek 2. I'm Eamon. And I'm Charlene. And today we're going to be talking mostly about Bitch Planet number 5. Came out last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago now? Our schedule is so... I think it's two weeks ago. So off. Yeah, it was definitely two weeks ago. Same with... uh, We were also going to talk a little bit about Batman 44 and uh, issue 44 and A-Force, which the fourth issue, issue just came out. A little while ago, but um, I guess mostly it's our Bitch Planet episode. Yeah. Because we've been waiting months and months for the new issue. Uh, but anyway, I was I was toying around with like um, how, you know, we basically have the, the two big parts of the show where we just kind of talk about whatever, and then we talk about the books we were going to talk about or the movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should have some kind of like intro to the first part, like some kind of title for like our geek news, but it can't be geek news. It needs to be something, you know. Why are you throwing it? No, you're just like, I'm not like trying to get, I'm not trying to get you to make up a name right now. I was thinking like we should each come up with a name every week and we can just cycle through till we agree on, on one. Anyway, that's a lot of pressure for me. Okay. One name every week? Well, maybe I'll come up with a name every week, and you can give me the thumbs up or thumbs down (laughs) until we settle on one. All right. They can just be just like long and ridiculous. Anyway, the news of what we've been doing or will do, what what have you got? (laughs) Um, Okay, well, now I have two weeks worth. Um, My first, because, you know, we missed last week. And so we watched It Follows. We did. And it was only meh. Yeah, I'd heard a lot of good things about it, and I just I thought it was going to be better than it was. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that good, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't think it's going to scare any young people into abstinence either. So. <laughs> doubt it, yeah. <laughs> um, it we could, rewatched Pitch Perfect. Two. About five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deacon keeps putting it on. Um, Bachelor in Paradise was almost over, but now it is actually over. Mm. And then... Thank goodness. Um, I wrote here, I'm going to win fantasy football this week. No. And I totally did not win fantasy football that week. No. I have fantasy football written down here, too, because it's basically like... When leading up to the football season, I was like, forget, I'm not even going to do it. I don't really care. Whatever. Um, and as the season approached, decided I was going to do it. And Which means we're all going to do it. Spend way too much time thinking about it now. <laughs> I listen, I seriously have like three different podcasts that I listen to exclusively about fantasy football. Um, but I did win the first week against me. That's right. And I've already won the second week. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I have some more things from this week. 
I have lots like of some stuff actually <laughs> like pertinent like like good things that yeah. I was like, oh, this is something that's interesting that people might actually care about. So I was listening <laughs> to um, Double X Gabfest because my audiobook had to be returned and then put on a wait list and reborrowed. So I went back to podcasts for a little bit and they were talking about and speaking with interviewing the author Tanahisi Coates man who wrote for the Atlantic an article called the black family in the age of incarceration. And it sounded interesting and I wanted to read it, but that's not really what I wanted to discuss. What I wanted to bring up was this other article that I saw while looking at the website for the Atlantic and the Volkswagen thing. Have you heard about this? No. It's huge. So the title of this article was Volkswagen's Game of Make-Believe, but really the article is written by Robinson Meyer. But what really has been happening is Volkswagen installed like a device, like a computer device in their vehicles that can fool emissions testing. Why do they do that? So that way they'll pass emissions tests. Well, I mean, I understand that, but... The device can, like, sense when the car is undergoing testing and then turns on, like, low emissions. So that way the car will produce fewer emissions. And then when it's not undergoing testing and just regular driving, puts out way more emissions and is not as um, eco-friendly. And so there, Volkswagen's basically been like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> And they might have to pay, like, lots and lots in fines. I mean, by might, I'm almost definitely. I right. think it's, like, a couple billion. Like, That's I mean, they're good. not even, like, legal in California the way that they are right now um, for their emission standards. Yeah. So, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So, it's like, haha, we just thought, mm, well, so I thought that was nuts. <laughs> um <laughs> And it was a good article. It was really interesting. And also the Emmys were on and we didn't watch them. Yeah. But I heard it was a big night for the Emmys and I read some stuff. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones and Veep. Veep. It's the first time one uh, network network has won for both uh, categories since Friends, I think. Mm. Friends won and... Something else won. I read it, but I can't West remember. Wing. Yes, West Wing. Yeah, Viola Davis won also. She was the first, I think, African-American female to win for, for uh, drama. Yeah, Best Actress um, or whatever. Julia Louis-Dreyfus won for uh, comedic actress. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor won for Transparent. John Hamm. Now we're just listing things. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm, which is what's a big he's deal. Been up for, he's been up he for like 16 Emmys. And for Mad Men, and he was... Um, or, you know, the NPR news that we play uh, on Alexa. Mm-hmm. Um, Mad Men. He won for Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? Mad Men. What did you say before? I said Mad Men before, but NPR says Mad Men. Oh. <laughs> 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 Subtle, subtle difference, I guess. I <laughs> if you're not paying attention to what Which I'm saying. Which I wasn't. Um, yeah. So, 
That, did you have anything else on, you know, they're coming out with a, or they're developing a new Neverwhere for television? Neil I feel Gaiman's like that's Neverwhere. been in the works for a while now, has it? The director, oh, no, no, they did like um, a director, radio production of it. Right, with okay. James McAvoy. And, Which I've still never listened to the whole thing of. But, but uh, the director from the Hunger Games movies, uh, or, well, I think the, not the first one, but this Francis Lawrence, he's... Developing that um, for TV, which I thought you'd be a little more excited about. I am excited about it, but for some reason it just wasn't like such a surprise. I yeah. guess. The BBC show, did we ever finish watching it? No, it's too, it was too it's corny. Really I mean... The novel was very good. Yeah. Adapted from the miniseries and now going to be adapted back into television. Okay. American For American television, but... Um, Disney is going to re-release the theatrical cuts of Star Wars, which is that's big a news big deal because it seemed like Lucasfilm was never going to re-release the original uh, theatrical cuts, which upset a lot of people. Um, what else? Ryan Adams' 1989 cover came yeah. out today. Oh, did it today? Yeah. That's right. You told me, and I couldn't remember the date. I listened to it um, on YouTube, which is something you can do now. You just have to listen to a few ads. Um, Are we going to buy the album? Probably. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it I just, really good? I because a, I'm excited now. I wanted to now. give it a test run. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, is it very different? Yeah, I mean, some of it... Well, I mean, it all is. Yeah, it's it's all just a different style, but it's I mean, clearly I mean, all the same songs. I just don't understand people who think that Taylor Swift isn't a good songwriter. I mean, you, so it's one thing to not like, or a talented songwriter, to not like enjoy her music, but like, it's just so weird. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I think people just love to hate. People, yeah, <laughs> haters gonna hate. Um, hate, 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 hate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the way I started that sentence is not how I meant to. Uh, a couple new comics came out this past week that I was really looking forward to. One was Captain America White with Jeff Lowe. I saw that you Tim picked Scale. that up. Uh, I picked it up because I, I read it's real The Long thick. Halloween. Yeah. Well, it's got the first issue, and then in the back it has issue number zero. Oh. Um, but I picked it up because I like their The Long Halloween. I didn't really know. I had heard, but I didn't really know about all the other um I guess little mini series they done like this, like Hulk Gray and um, Daredevil Yellow. Just didn't we read Daredevil Yellow? We might have. I'm pretty. Um, sh- didn't I get it for you and you didn't like it? No, no. that was something else. But oh, okay. Anyway, it's it's like this team of creators reimagining the origin stories of the characters as, as they were when, when they grew up. And so obviously this one's Captain America and he's got Bucky Barnes and, you know, the only real origin story I know for them is from the movies, which are awesome. Um, but you know, it's quite, quite different in the book and it was, it was fun to, to read that. But the other one that came out that I was really looking forward to was Tokyo ghost. And every time I go to say it, I want to say Tokyo drift, even though I never even saw that movie, it just <laughs> for some reason it seems like it makes yeah yeah. But that was also very good. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I even decided to write a blog post this morning about it. 
I spent a couple hours doing that. Um, it was only like a few paragraphs, but uh, I think it erased half of it when I tried to save. So pretty excited about that. <laughs> but Rick, Rem- Rick Remender, Remender and Sean Murphy, uh, Sean Murphy, by the way, has an awesome variant cover for dark Knight three. Oh That's really? Kinda, yeah. They're, they started releasing all these variant covers for the new dark Knight series. Oh yeah, them, I feel like I saw something about some that too. Some of them look too. pretty good. Yeah, the Sean Murphy one looks awesome. Some some website that I saw it on. No. Maybe Nerdist, maybe CBR, maybe Comics Alliance. I don't know. You I just list through. all the web, all the websites. Well, because I don't want to like. <laughs> it could only be one of those three because those are the ones that I go to that have comics news. Mm-hmm. Um. But mostly, it's probably Comics Alliance. No. Anyway. I started going to comicbook.com, and that's pretty good. Is it better? I don't know if it's better. I don't go to Comics Alliance. I still do CBR, though. Um, what else? Images have started to come out, and information, just a little bit of information, basically just that they're making it, but Born 5. No. Yeah, with Matt Damon. What? That's right. No. And, uh, Paul Greengrass, the guy who directed Supremacy and Ultimatum, mm-hmm. he's gonna—he's directing, I guess. Julia Stiles is gonna be back. Didn't she die? I don't think so, because she's in this movie. Unless it's a flashback, I don't really remember the second two. That's why we we watched Born Ultim- or Born Identity with Courtney. Um, we'll probably cycle through the rest of them at some point, uh, but. Very exciting. Supposed to be released sometime in the fall of uh, next year. That's interesting. Yeah. The Martian comes out in a couple weeks. Oh, that I'm excited about. Matt Damon. Matt Damon's new movie looks pretty good. Anything good come out this weekend? Maybe take the kids? I don't know. I don't know either. I should take a look. I don't think anything does. Jessica Jones got a release date for Netflix. Oh, really? 20 November. Oh, cool. Hey, that's, that's when you come back. Exciting. Yep. It's very exciting. Kristen Ritter is Jessica Jones. And while I was like reading stuff about that, I saw, I don't know if this is confirmed or just a rumor, um, but, you know, Ryan Phillippe is maybe going to be Danny Rand for the Iron Fist. What? Yeah. <laughs> is he, isn't he like maybe too old? Um, I don't think so. Ryan Phillippe's getting pretty old, right? I would imagine, but... I mean, remember that Cruel Intentions movie? That was forever ago. People don't even talk about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) so weird that they don't talk about that 20-year-old movie anymore. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm so old. Okay. Um, Well, I guess the last, well, kind of the biggest thing, maybe? I don't know. We... We were trying to decide on, like, a TV show to follow. Yeah. Like a new TV show. And we kind of landed on, no. Okay. I mean, we we had thought about uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, but we had already missed the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It would be weird because we didn't really watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, right. we watched the first season on Netflix, but haven't seen any of the Heroes Were Born seemed kind of interesting because we used to watch Heroes when it first started. But after yeah. the first season, we completely fell off. We fell off after the writer's strike. Yeah. And Remember I, that? I feel like I've heard bad things about how it kind of... Wrapped up. Yeah. Mm. Um, devolved from uh, what it was. But uh, 
what we eventually landed on was Blind Spot, yes. which actually airs tonight on NBC. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited. What time? Uh, 10 Eastern, so 9 here. Oh, but it doesn't I might. Really matter because we don't have NBC. So hopefully it's going to be on Hulu. We can stream it. I think we can stream it. Yeah. Either, either way, we'll watch it eventually. And we'll give like recaps every week. Is that her? Is that the? Is that yeah, the just deal? like a little. What we thought. A little bonus. A little bonus recap episode where so we're the, just getting together to like talk about. We'll like commercial. watch it and then talk about it yeah. right after, just to be like. Ah. Or the trailer for it. it looks really looks, good. Looks good. Uh, I didn't. I couldn't place her face, but um, Jamie Alexander. She's Sif from Thor. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the Sullivan Stapleton guy. I don't know if I've even seen him in anything, but he was in Three Hundred: Rise of the Empire. That movie came out last year. There were year, like three hundred guys in that movie. I think he was the main guy, though. We never saw it, so it doesn't matter. I made um, a really good joke. <laughs> you just like right over the joke. Yeah. It was really it was good. good. Yeah, it was. But Are you apparently just... um, it was over my head, maybe, the whole... Are you being mean now? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the pilot premiered at Comic-Con like a while ago. So, And, you know, basically she wakes up, has no memory, covered in tattoos that kind of uh, are clues for whatever. And they're all brand new. And I had read like a an article that said how smart the show was and it was going to be really good. Uh, and then I read another article on Grantland um, oh, by really Andy Greenwald. I really trust Andy Greenwald. I know. And this is, that's why I'm like, ah, but we're still going to watch it. And I'm, we'll probably enjoy it. Maybe we can but, watch it and hate watch it. Yeah. It's probably going to be like a middle of the road watch though. If it's, or am I really? But anyway, Mediocrely he, like it. He basically wrote this article that said it's going to be the worst fall TV season oh, like ever. No. And um, while he didn't that specifically bash this show too much, um, I mean, he said like she's like this tattoo MacGuffin. The, the, he his big thing with this show is that they don't give her enough to do, um, except for be a picture. So we'll see. Hmm. That's so disappointing to hear. Yeah, really puts a damper on it. I was I was super excited about it too. Yeah, well, we can still be excited and we might hmm. still like it. Okay. And he only saw, I think, the pilot. So it's really hard to get me get on board really with a lot of television lately, even really good television. Just because it takes up so much of my time. But this is the new show we settled on. I know. <laughs> so I'm, we're, we're rolling with it. Yeah, we are. Totally. I just don't know about excitement, that's all. Right. Um, so are you ready to move on? Yeah, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, this is what happens when we miss a week. We just... Um, your health was I was really ill. I watched a couple of movies, though, while I was sick. So that's nice. Are we just, talking about those movies now? No, I'm just saying it's nice <laughs> that I get to do that. Like yeah. that's pretty much the only time that I really get to watch Which movies, movies that watch? I already the um the the Jack <laughs> what's his name with uh, Kevin Costner and that 
guy, Chris Pine. That's him. Oh, oh, yeah, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Shadow Recruit. Yeah, Shadow Recruit. I watched that again. And then I watched Song of the Sea again. Oh, so you didn't watch any new movies? No, I'm just saying that's when I get to watch, like, some stuff that I just... Want to see again. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about first? Batman, maybe? Yeah, let's talk about Batman 44. We talk about... I mean, obviously, I love Batman, but... Um, we decided we were going to just talk about this one real quick because... Right, and I don't keep up with Batman anyway. Right. But I read this one, and it's a really good one-off issue. So. Yeah. It's um, it's still written by Zach... Not Zack Snyder. Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Brian Azzarello. And the art is, um, you know, typically in the series done by Greg Capullo, but um, this one was done by Jock, who um, worked on Detective Comics with Scott Snyder... And works on them now with uh, witches, but it was really book. cool. When yeah. does the new one of that come out? I don't know. All right, it's we're a, not, it's we a new arc, so yeah. yeah, it's probably going to be a, a couple months, maybe still. Yeah. Um, but it was—I like Greg Capullo stuff, but just to see something different was was really cool. Uh, I mean, it was really well drawn. I thought mm-hmm. the whole the book was really well done. Um, basically, it takes place like right after the zero year arc that they had last year and they're introducing this the villain that they're dealing with right now in the present in the actual series it's mr bloom um i mean his introduction is kind of a a smaller part of the overall arc of the story which is you know uh, it's it's one detective story basically yeah and it's um you know for a superhero book it I think takes on a lot as far as trying to kind of wrap up um, a lot of current events and, um, you know, I don't know, social issues like the Black Lives Matter um, movement and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very timely piece. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about a little bit before how, especially with like a Batman comic book, it seems like it's a fine line to kind of tread where you're not trying to, or it doesn't seem like you're trying to preach to people. Right. Or trying to exploit, you know, the events of, right. You know, to sell comics. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely, I thought he did a really good job, you know, kind of skirting that line, um, or avoiding the line maybe is a better way to, yeah. (laughs) Um, but it, it does, it also deals a lot with, um, the same themes that I think Snyder's current run on Batman has been dealing with a lot, which is the actual city of Gotham and how it's just kind of perpetually self-destructing and Batman's struggle is to where, where do you even start when, um, when your goal is to save as many people as possible. But yeah, that's, and that's the thing. And because I'm not keeping up really with, I mean, I stopped in the middle of, or the first few issues of Zero Year, just because it sort of just died out for me, and there were too many other books. And um, yeah, I think as soon as that the guy with the red bullet on his head—I don't—I don't even remember—but that's <laughs> yeah, what it looked like to me. Yeah, I thought it was Red Hood, but um, basically, when that was introduced, I, that's when I bailed. But um, I mean, when when is it going to be time for Batman to figure out what happens 
in time to save the victim, you know, like, like we keep, I mean, this story is a, this crime happened and then Batman figures out, you know, what happened. He figures it out and we, we get to see that process and follow the trail. But I kind of, I want to see Batman actually save the kid. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, obviously there's, never going to be like no victims, but I know, you know, for, for this story, it was, um, through his, through this case or whatever, he, you know, kind of comes around to, um, a good way to save other kids, which, you know, at the beginning yes. of the book, he's, uh, kind of, he tries to scare them off to scare them out, off the streets and, um, and instead of bringing them under his his wing or whatever, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, his, 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 yeah, folding them into his cape. <laughs> I'm sure, we could keep going with this, but it's <laughs> probably a better idea to stop. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was really good. And yes, me too. I mean, I enjoyed reading it. I wasn't disappointed at the end. I thought it, yeah. it came around in a nice, tidy circle. Some of the different poses that Jock, you know, are different just frames of Batman. It's just really cool to see something yeah. new. I mean, I have no complaints about the art. I yeah. Love, there was one, there was one little style. frame where Batman was, like, throwing one of the criminals over his head. It looked kind of like a Neil Adams pose, like one of the old like 80s Batman where this is like legs spread out and his, you know, his arms thrust forward. It it was cool. And he does this other thing with these articles showing up all through the book. And at the end where Batman's looking over Gotham and the articles are all kind of overlaid on them. But that should probably be doing it for Batman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just we to touch gonna, on A-Force a yeah. little bit, um, just because it was kind of a big deal when it first came out, as far as the little bit of, I don't want to say controversy, that's too strong of a word, but just sort of the discussion yeah. that came up with when the book released, which is an offshoot of the Secret Wars Marvel stuff that's going on right now. And, right. And we talked a little bit about, when we were talking about the Hang Johnson thing, how the battle world Yes. Um, storyline for Secret Wars kind of sets mm-hmm. up all these different things you can do um, with story that wouldn't normally be part of the Marvel Universe. In right. this case, it's it's Arcadia, yes. the Paradise Island, which is basically protected by all these female superheroes. Right, which is really cool. I mean, because it's not just like a only women live here right. island. And either. you even see like other superheroes like male superheroes there and like in the background, just kind of hanging around the town. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, you were talking about the, and I, I thought we brought it up on the podcast before, but I don't think it was the, um, maybe, Dr. Lepore's lament. I think maybe we brought it up in just like the news flash at the beginning. Yeah. Um, where she had some strong words for this a force comic that she interpreted as kind of a, a blow to, um, women's issues. Yeah. In comics in particular and really kind of made herself 
looked like she didn't really know what she was talking about because, well, because of I mean, who wrote it, the way it was written, all the thought that went into the art, the response that G. Willow Wilson wrote to the article right. from Dr. Lepore was pretty well um, crafted. and Right. I just, I guess the, like a couple of things that I wanted to touch on about the book. Yeah, that's fine. Because I, I didn't have much written down. Yeah, no, me either. I just, I think it's really fun. I'm excited to see what else happens. Um, I'm not sure. Is it going to continue? Is it a continuing book or is it just this short run? I doubt it, right? I don't know. I don't but know if not, is. like if it's done and it's done now, then it. I feel like it ends at a good spot. I don't think it needs to necessarily keep going. I'd be. Ha- I, you don't mean after this issue. You just mean after this run. Did you feel like the issue I feel number like, four concluded something? Did you not read the le- latest issue? No, I did. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like it concluded something and then left a storyline open to continue if they wanted it to. I mean, mm. like the initial, um, you know, America gets, Miss America gets right. out. Uh, they found their traitor. Yes. And all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel, okay. I mean, but, okay. So the fun stuff that I wanted to mention, zombies. Outside the shield. Yes. Yeah. So fun. Which you think I'd be sick of zombies by now, but like turns out if you put them in tattered superhero and villain clothing, it's so it's much so much cooler. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, Marvel zombies, all about it. Yeah. Um, and then of course the traitor, of course. I think I pinned it like two issues ago and didn't yeah. like say anything, and I should have been like. Of course, you know, because I was like, it may have even been three issues ago where I was like, clearly, right. this is what's going to happen. So I'm pretty proud of myself on that. I don't want to, um, you know. And then apparently, while I was writing notes, I wanted some nachos because that is what I have written here, which makes no sense. But this was two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't remember any nachos in the there book. There are no nachos in the book. Apparently, I just wish I had some. At this point. That sounds about right. Yeah. Anything yeah. else for A-Force? No, it just is fun. And I do hope it continues for at least a little while longer because um, yeah. zombies fun. But I and mean, the, I don't necessarily need it to go on forever, but it's oh, just, right. it's a cool thing. That's why I didn't think it was over because they just, yeah. a huge hole blown in the shield. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. The only thing I still don't get is Dazzler. I still just don't get it. I don't get her. I don't get it. (laughs) I'm okay with her. I love it. I think it's fun. I think it's like a cute little, just a splash of something silly and, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember that character that was like... Right. Do you know that that they initially, like, designed this character and then had... um, and one of the mock-ups was um, a, a black disco singer, which didn't make it through. Surprise, surprise. And then, um, but, like, they really, they wanted to, like, market it, like, have a real person as be, like, a disco superstar whose name was Dazzler. Nice. It's, it's crazy, really, right? Really good plan. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't You would think it would thing. carry on to at least the end of the Secret Wars, which I haven't even seen. I don't, I don't know when the next Secret Wars yeah. issue comes out, but I think there's only five out so far. It's supposed to be eight or nine parts. Mm, I think I... I think it was eight originally, and now it's going to be nine. I think they added a book. Hmm. I remember reading 
I think I remember reading that somewhere. But um, Secret Wars overall has been, you know, a pretty good yeah. event as far as I'm concerned. Like, I'm not a big, big event person. Like, Convergence, I just couldn't get on board with any of that. But um, this has been pretty good. And a, a lot of the new rebooted series that are coming out, while the moniker All New, All Different is not, I think, uh, what it's supposed to be. I think it does open the door for some exciting changes, though, which is nice. So Yeah, some of the stuff coming out looks interesting. I'm excited least. for Red Wolf, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to pick that one up. At least just to see. What's Red Wolf? I don't think new, I've seen that one. New Marvel book called Red Wolf, and it's. Well, I gathered that much. Um, I mean, it's an uh, American Indian superhero. I mean, they're going to probably change a lot about the backstory and what. You know, I mean, there's a lot of sensitivity about, you know, how they're going to portray this character. And, right. you know, there's already been some stuff with the author who's been getting some questions. Uh, I guess there's a lot of avoidance, but um, I think they have some um, American Indian, Native American Indian. Like some consultation, consultation thing going on. But I mean, it's not like something that can be like universally depicted because it's not right. so like there's, but it'll just be interesting to, to sort of track what, what happens with that. But the cover art for the ad looks simple and graphic. Like I like, yeah, yeah. Like almost East of West ish. So just in the style with like a very simple design. I don't yeah. think that it's going to be anything like the art in that book, but right. yeah. So, I guess we'll move on to Bitch Planet then. Yes. From Image Comics. This is kind of a tough one for me to discuss. Yeah. It's like emotionally taxing for me. So, written by Kelly Sudaconic and the art by Valentine DeLandro. Um, I You know, as far as a brief summary goes, like, it's in the, you know, quote, unquote, not so distant future. There's this off-world... Um, prison, prison built for non-compliant women. Right. And, um, you know, the first four issues introduce a bunch of the characters, um, in the prison and, uh, outside the prison, um, and some of the guards. And basically it's kind of building up to this, um, megaton sports competition where, uh, they're going to put these female prisoners up against a team of them up against um, professional team. Professional is is the sport called Megaton or is that the event? I don't really know what the sport is called. That um, I don't. It's not really important. I was just curious yeah. if I had missed it. There was such a long gap between um, issue four and five, and, and I didn't go back and reread any of it. Um, but issue five uh, is. I mean, basically, it starts off with this news broadcast, and um, you know, there's some funny things in there. Like they refer to, refer to the um, the talking head as a sportsologist. Uh, then you know, yeah. they also throw in some um, 
like the way he even talks to the female anchors is, is kind of disgusting. You know, calls her sweetheart and yeah, it's not even disgusting. There, by the way, there's this one man at work who always calls me sweetie. It makes me want to punch him in the throat. I just want. I just and, and everyone knows that like I don't like that crap, and I can't like. There's just nothing I can do about. It. Anyway, whatever. It's that's beside the point. But it's just so demeaning. Yeah, and and. Um, so the rest of the issue kind of goes back and forth between, um, this, uh, scrimmage, I guess you can call it between the prison guards and, um, the prisoners for this sport. And the other, the other half of it is, um, the guy who runs, man, I wish... He's kind of like, the, he's like a father figure. They call him father. Right. Um, but for basically the country or the world? Yeah. I, I mean, it's not exactly clear. For this world. But for this, yeah, he the is world of bitch planet, you know. definitely. Um, he's in charge. Yeah. And he's uh, trying to get this guy to build this huge off-world stadium for the Megaton competition in like six weeks. And the guy's like, I can't do it. Um and meanwhile, the uh, competition back on Bitch Planet is um, basically the prisoners finding out that, you know, nothing is going to be on a level playing field for them. Obviously. Clearly. And it's, I mean, it's just more of the same, not in a bad way as far as like the book is more of the same stuff. I mean, right. it's more of the same of what it can, what exists in this world, which is obviously a metaphor and a statement about, you know, our world. Um, but yeah, I think the, um, one of the most interesting things about the book, I think is, um, how it's, I mean, granted, I'm not an expert, but in my mind, it kind of stands apart from, all other comics as kind of this different thing that a comic book can be. Um, you know, it's not, it's not just a statement. Uh, it's like a, a call to action kind of for, I mean, it has so much, you know, and like this issue number five, it, um, it has the issue itself. And then there's like 14 pages of back matter, you know, every issue has a, an essay written by, um, I guess not to lump everybody into one category, but written by a feminist from a different walk of life kind of, um, I think it's okay to lump people into that category. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I like to tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you can see, um, all the letters in the back, um, all the people that are getting these, uh, the non-compliant tattoos, mm -hmm. send those pictures and Kelly Sue DeConnick is constantly retweeting them. And a lot of them look pretty cool. Um, I like the one that had the Captain Marvel. I love inside that. that. I wish I had thought of that myself. <laughs> it's amazing. And maybe I'll just copy it. Cause yeah. it's that good. It is pretty good. Um, the thing about this book for me is it articulates so many things that I feel about women and feminism and just 
everything. And it's, it's something that's, you know, I can't articulate, but it's done so well. I mean, it, it, it says things for me that I didn't even really realize that that's how I was thinking of it, but I was. And I mean, it's a, it's inspiring at the same time as being like sad and infuriating and complicated and like a beautiful piece of art as well. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that's what makes it such an amazing thing is that it's just such a complete package of artistic expression and intellectual expression that, um, you know, I mean, it's just intense storytelling and it's, it's so important you know, and subtle with its humor and gravity and just everything that goes into it. I just can't think of it. Something that's like really more genius to me than like this book. Right. Like I said, it's just like a completely different use of comics, you know, than, than what I've seen. Granted, we're mostly mainstream stuff, but I mean that it's, that it's in the mainstream is, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's, it's a mainstream book. I I mean, it's got a lot of press right now. It's, it's a lot of people, a lot of people are drawn to it and feel something for it because it's so important to have right now. So, no, I don't know. It's, it's a good book. (laughs) It is good. And it makes me happy and angry to read it at the same time, which I think is the intent. Right. So I don't know. There's not a whole lot. I mean, there's a whole lot more to say, but also not a whole lot more that I can really say. Do you have anything else yeah, on no, this? Yeah, um, no. That was it. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I'm just excited about it and yeah. to see more. So Yeah. I got the impression that it's going to be another while until the Probably. next book comes out. Um, it probably takes a lot just because it's so fully formed when it comes out. I can't imagine that any of it's done halfway or rushed in any way. No. Especially with the importance that it's taken in our, in like the medium, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We will definitely try. Oh, one other thing. Um, when we saw Matt Fraction at Heroes Con, not this summer, but the summer before, he saw that I had a yellow wallet and said that his wife, who is Kelly Sudaconic, who writes Pitch Planet, has the same wallet that I have. Just saying. We have something in common. That's amazing. <laughs> and on a sunny note, we have the same really cute yellow wallet. Outstanding. <laughs> we will try to uh, record again and have another episode out in the week. Yes. Um, and uh, I guess that'll probably wrap up this episode. So, you know, as always, we can be reached at Geekchu on Twitter. Our website is geekchu.com. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram. Uh, you can download. Stitcher. Yeah from the website or subscribe in iTunes and Stitcher, uh, leave a rating review. And I guess that'll just about we got do our it. first one, by the way, that's right. The first rating <laughs> and review. Thank you. 
to that listener. Right. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it was fun. It was smart. We liked it.